And we're back with episode 15 of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with the co-host, Russ. And today, no guesting on the list today. We're just going to talk a little bit about the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl last night. Russ, what's your initial take on the game? You know, I said on here a while ago that when we talked about it last that I believe that the Chiefs are going to win. And that's what they did. They came out there and they won because they're winners. Patrick Mahomes is a winner. And, you know, the Phil- Philadelphia was good. You know, I- I'll give them credit. They played a great game. But at the end of the day, you're just not going to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, folks, just don't ever take my – don't ever bet on my take for the game because I've, I didn't get a single playoff game right this year. And I picked Philadelphia to win yesterday. I said, there's no way Kansas City wins this game. I still think Philadelphia has the better team overall. But, I mean, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think he showed that last night. He played a great game. But to give the Eagles credit, Jalen Hurts played a phenomenal game. Obviously, that fumble is going to be something that hurts them. There was the questionable holding call. And... Obviously, there was another play. Dallas Goddard's catch on the sideline. They ruled that a catch. I, didn't, I wasn't so sure about that one. But they also overturned Devonta Smith's catch on the other sideline. Russ, what did you think about those plays? Well, that, those were obviously big, big uh, turning points in the game. Um, I thought, you know, the the defensive holding, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was – I'm not sure that I thought that was holding. To be honest with you, I think that the refs kind of bailed the Chiefs out on that one. But, you know, it, stuff like that's going to happen. You just hate to see it happen at that stage in the game and when it did. Um, but, you, I mean, you can't blame it all on one, on a, a three plays, you know. It's it's the whole the whole game is 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 where you, you come from. You don't want to – you don't want to just – narrow it down to three ga- three plays in one game. Yeah, I thought, you know, going into halftime, Eagles were up, what, 10? And you see them come out, the Chiefs, they have a long drive to start, touchdown. And the team, the Chiefs defense in the second half really stepped up. Everybody's going to talk about Mahomes' performance. But that defense really stepped up. I mean, they made some great tackles. They got a couple three and outs, and, I mean, they made plays when it mattered, and they end up winning the game, and that's the ultimate goal. I tell you what, I'm I'm tired of hearing the announcers just talk about Patrick Mahomes this, Patrick Mahomes that. We get it. He is. It, it, he might be at one point the greatest football player of all time, or greatest quarterback of all time. But I'm, I, you know, when I'm watching the game, I want to watch the game. And I, if if I'm a Phillies fan, I'm I'm Eagles fan. Eagles fan. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a Philadelphia fan. I'm not going to sit there and just listen to that. Like, I might even turn the game off. That was, I mean, they just sit there and talk about how great he is and this and that, and we already know all that. He could throw a pick and say it, it was the receiver's fault instead of his. There were – Patrick Mahomes hasn't played his best football in Super Bowls, and that's why I picked the Eagles before the game. Because we look back to the one they won originally against San Francisco, he had like two interceptions in the – 49ers defense shut him down all the way till the end. Yeah. And then the following year they played the Bucks. And that was just a I mean they got blown out by Tampa Bay and I don't think that game is necessarily on him because their offensive line was banged up and they really didn't have an answer for the Buccaneers defense, but 
I thought last night he played his I mean he played his best football. He didn't make any mistakes that I can remember. No turnovers. The offense clicked. Kelsey had a great game. Juju Smith Schuster had a great game. And they ended up coming out with a win. I think that's that's big. You know, I was I was in the car for the the third half. I didn't I didn't even third listen quarter. to or third quarter. And I didn't even listen to it, but I was when I came back and saw the the score, I was I was amazed, but I went back and looked at some of the plays that happened and it was just like the third the third quarter was just the Chiefs all the way and you saw them coming back right right from the start. I didn't going into the fourth, I thought Kansas City was going to win that football game and I think a lot of people did because you could just kind of feel the momentum. Yeah. Kind of shift. And which is surprising because I mean Philadelphia they played a phenomenal first half and they had a game plan and they came out Jalen Hurts had a rushing touchdown. He had three rushing touchdowns in that football game. Long touchdown to A.J. Brown. Kansas City missed a field goal. And then there was like, it was fourth and five from their own like 40, 48-yard line. And Jalen Hurts broke a big-time run. I mean, there's, they give them credit. They made plays. But, you know, that one call is going to be looked at for a long time, looked at all the way till next year. And it's going to be debated from now maybe – who knows how long about whether it should have been a call. And honestly, I don't know if it changes the outcome of the football game because they still have to drive the field in a minute and 30, minute and – how much time was left? Minute and 15. It'd be, it'd be tough to drive the field on that. You know, my my uncle texted me before. It was about halfway through the, the first. He texted me. He said, who you got, Mahomes or Hurts? I said – Uncle D, I got Mahomes. <laughs> and he texted me after the game and told me that was a great pick. You know, you know. That's just, you know, I, I'm a sports analyst and everybody knows that. I you can't listen to Reed. He got no clue what he's talking about. Not when it comes well the NFL, I guess. I know a little bit more about the college game than the NFL. But I was genuinely shocked when the Chiefs won that football game. I did not see that coming. Russ, what's your overall take on the NFL season? What do you think about it? I thought it was a great season and it was one of those seasons that, you know, anybody can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. You saw teams way down on the on the rankings just beat teams that were way up there. And, you know, that's that's fun to watch. I had a great great time watching it. What about you? I thought it was a great year. I'll get back to that in a minute. One thing I want to say before I forget how about the offensive lines last night? Both offensive lines yeah. played phenomenal because, and I just want to point out the Chiefs' offensive line because the Eagles have, they had a historic pass rush this year, no sacks, something like that. They gave up no sacks, and and the Chiefs' defensive or Eagles' defensive line, they have some solid football players. Hassan Reddick, he got votes for Defensive Player of the Year. They have um, Nadamakin Sue. Uh, Jordan Davis is in the middle of that. Jordan Davis, he got manhandled last night. Creed Humphrey? Creed Humphrey manhandled Jordan Davis one-on-one all night. That's the matchup I kept watching. And Creed Humphrey would not let Jordan Davis get off a block. And it was – I mean, I enjoyed it as a football fan, seeing them – one of the things I enjoy is seeing them get down on like a third and short, fourth and short, and run that sneak. I love seeing Mm -hmm. that. You know, it's just pad level. And 
it's fun to watch. But as getting back to the NFL season, I thought it was a good year for the NFL. There was a lot of things that happened this year. Um, and really, you know, some teams like I thought the 49ers were going to go to the Super Bowl from the beginning of the year, and then Brock Purdy comes on the scene. You think their season's over, and, you know, he saves the day for them. And I thought that was really fun to watch. You know, some teams, I mean, the Bucks. you kind of thought they were putting it together at the end, and they get blown out. Cowboys, they go out like usual. And then you have teams like the Giants. Giants were a surprise team for me. Daniel Jones played very well. I think he keeps his job now. And then Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, disappointing again. Um, Back to the Super Bowl. I saw a statistic the other day that there was – I think it was that there's been a Georgia player on every winning Super Bowl team since 2001 or Mm. something like that. Mm. And that just shows you how we make them at Georgia, (laughs) all right? Big, physical guys. Mean. Mean guys. Tough. They got that dog in them. (laughs) No, it was a – I was happy for the guys on that Kansas City team, Malik Herring. Defensive lineman and McCall Hardman. I, I didn't even know he was on the team until I saw it. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> he, he's not. He wasn't on the field, but still, congratulations to Malik Heron and McCall Hardman on the field. McCall's hurt. Didn't play. He's hurt. But um, you know, Georgia's really done a great job putting guys in the NFL. A lot of these guys. I mean, if the Eagles won, it would have been Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean, and neither of them. I mean, Jordan Davis was getting on the field, but Kobe Dean's not playing that much. Yeah. He's sitting, and that's crazy to me because he was, I thought he was going to be a first-round pick last year. I don't know why he dropped as low as he did, and he's strictly a special teams guy on that team. Well, I mean, I think for the Eagles, he's just not the guy, their guy right now. Mm-hmm. But I think if you put him on a different team, you know, that, that needs a little interior Atlanta. linebacker, Atlanta. Atlanta. Then I think he could be a standout guy, but he's just not in the right position for that right now. Russ, I have a question for you. This is going towards Atlanta Falcons. Russ, do you think they land Lamar Jackson? Um, Just because it's the Falcons, I'm going to say they don't. Because, you know, they're not – I feel like that would be kind of the same situation you had with Matt Ryan. But, obviously, Lamar Jack, Jackson's going to – Jacket. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is going to produce more than Matt Ryan did, probably. I hope so. But – I feel like you're getting a kind of a a cap space war right there if you take Lamar Jackson. I think think there's potential. I think right away if you take Lamar, you're a contender. I think you win the division next year because there's a lot of questions about the Saints, Panthers, and Bucks. But I think with Desmond Ritter, I love Desmond Ritter. I think he's he's got potential, and he's on a rookie deal. So if you don't go after Lamar and you keep that pick – and you can go after some guys in free agency. You could build a legitimate team around them. I mean, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, he's on that rookie deal. And, you know, he's making $4 million on his rookie deal compared to Mahomes on a $500 million contract. It allows for a lot, you to bring in a lot more pieces to surround him with. And I think that could benefit the Falcons by keeping Ritter as a starter. Well, yeah, I think um... – it's time for Atlanta to decide, to decide right now whether they want to rebuild or they want to contend. 
because if they take Lamar, they, they're trying to contend, obviously. You can't rebuild with a guy taking up that much cap space. MVP. You can't. I mean, and they also what frustrates me is that this team's always like middle of the pack. They're like yeah. eight and eight, seven and nine. I guess seven and ten now, eight and nine, nine and eight. This team, if you want to rebuild, you got to lose some. I hate saying that as a fan, <laughs> but you need to lose some more games. I mean, this team, this past. My- this past year, I was thinking we're about to go two and fifteen and get the first pick and be able to get a quarterback or get Will Anderson. I mean, we're sitting at like number eight and we're getting like Miles Murphy or that Texas Tech edge or Brian Brisset, Brees. I don't know how to say his name, but you're sitting. I mean, and they're all great players, and I'm not trying to knock any of them. But Will Anderson's generational defensive talent. Jalen Carter's a generational defensive line talent. There's great quarterbacks in this class. If you that was what you were going to after, but you know the Falcons aren't in any spot to get anybody like that. I think the the Falcons need to go after some edge guys and some interior, you know, like some some offensive linemen. That's that's will be best for them. I think round one they need an edge guy, and I think round two they get offensive line, and you know, yeah. and if like a quarterback slips like. It'd be interesting to see. I think I there's legitimate possibility they pick Stetson Bennett up in the fifth round, oh, fourth round. I hope not. He's a winner. Well, I would I wouldn't say I hope not. It, you know, I'm pulling for Stetson. I hope he does good in the NFL or he gets a chance to do something. I just think he needs a chance. You got to give him a shot. If I'm an NFL <laughs> franchise, he's not a first round pick guy, but he needs he deserves well, I mean, a shot. He's a he's a seventh round guy. He's gonna be fighting for the the three or the four spot. You know, Kuyper's got him as a third rounder. I don't. Third I round, don't agree. Third round quarterback. Third round quarterback. Mm. My mock today. He wasn't even on it. He didn't even <laughs> make my mock draft today. But um, it'd be interesting to see some guys like Warren McClendon. He's he's like a projected fourth round guy. I, that's hard to believe for me. He's a great offensive lineman. Like he would be a steal for any any team to get outside him. of the first. Broderick Jones. He's going to be a starter day one. Day one starter. I mean, there's so many guys off this Georgia team. I think Keely Ringo, I think he's going to be good in the NFL. Well, you know, Warren McClendon, back to him, you know, we had, you know, Jameer Sawyer went sixth, sixth round, round and highest he's rated, starting. You know? Highest rated rookie offensive lineman in the NFL. He had a sixth chance pick. and he started. But and Warren McClendon, I mean, I think he honestly is worth is worth a, a higher pick, you know. And the Falcons picked Justin Schaefer. Instead of yeah. Jamari Sawyer, and he, and he got he's on and no the knock on squad. no knock on Justin Schaefer. Justin Schaefer was a great bulldog, but they could have gotten Jamari Sawyer to be on that offensive line. It's just another thing for the Falcons. Yeah, you know the Falcons are full of coulda, woulda, shoulda. <laughs> Man, I can't believe it. They mm, it'll be interesting to see draft is you know it's coming up sooner than later. Yeah, and we'll talk a little NFL draft once we get there, just because of the Georgia guys. A couple of Georgia questions before we go. You know, Russ, I got to ask you, you know, the quarterback battle still going on. We didn't really get to talk a whole lot about the 2024 guys last yeah. week. I want to ask you a little bit, what two quarterbacks do you like out of that 2024 class? Well, you know, we've got the, the Pug-Lizzy. Pug-Lizzy? guy. <laughs> pug I, I like him. I like him a lot. You know, he, he's a good quarterback, and but really – Really and truly, if we can um, get Dylan Rayola, 
that's the guy we want. I mean, he is unbelievable. I've watched, I think I've watched his his film and it's it's crazy. I spent a couple hours last week looking at all three of the guys offered. Rail is number one for a reason. Yeah, I think he has a chance. If he's twenty four, I think he has a chance to come in and be day one starter. I think he's just that good. But it's time's going to. We don't know now, obviously. Puglisi, he's an elite arm talent. He may have the best arm in this class. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I think I like it's a special. It's a special arm talent on Puglisi. and Merklinger. I mean, there there's upside to all three. He's a great athlete. Yeah, I mean he he's just an athletic guy, and he he actually played corner mm. too. So, you know, I, I think he'd be a great guy to have on the team. All three of them. We're obviously not going to take all three of them, but yeah, we, we only need about. It just interests me that they offered two of them or three of them when they're in the lead to get Rayola. I'd love to see Rayola land with the dogs. And you think you know when when you're talking about Todd Monken, you know, leaving, mm-hmm. he went out and recruited another quarterback. So, you know, you kind of feel a little more Better. secure about about his job staying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just something for the future. We don't, we don't know anything, really. Only time's going to tell. Well, that's going to do, do it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoy. We'll be back what day? Well, it's probably Friday. Probably Friday. We enjoy y'all listening, and we'll see y'all in the next one.